If you believe God is worthy, can you say hallelujah? hallelujah? Man, we have a worthy God. Young ladies, we are looking forward to cheering for you tonight. Let me mention a couple things as you go and cheer. Number one, we never boo. Everyone together, we never all right, get the boo out right now because there's no booing anymore, all right? There's no booing no matter what bad calls they call against us eagles. It doesn't matter. There is no booing. All right, yeah, none of that. All right, we're going to cheer for our girls. By the way, make sure our, our opponents are well received and welcomed whenever you get an opportunity in any way, shape, or form. And uh, be there. Your presence, I guarantee you, whoever we're playing tonight will not be used to seeing this many people in a, in a volleyball match. Uh, so you yell, you scream, and it is a great testimony uh, to the teams that we play as well. And our girls represent us. So we're there to cheer for them, and they also represent the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to pray for you guys in just a minute. Take your Bibles and turn to Ruth chapter number one. But we're going to spend our time mostly today in chapter number two. The title of the message is, I Shall Find Grace. And we saw that Ruth went above her culture. Man, what a time. Everyone did that which was right in their own eyes. But that isn't the way Ruth lived her life. That's not the way that she lived. Um, she came from, she had a bitter parent. Now I'm gonna tell you a little bit more about that bitter parent today. She did, Naomi was a bitter woman. However, we believe that she is the one that taught Ruth, everything about the promised land and the chosen people and about the God of Abraham and Isaac, we believe that Naomi was the one that taught Ruth all these things. And, uh, you know, um, Naomi's got a bitter heart, but it doesn't mean that she didn't teach Ruth some godly things about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I think Ruth's relationship with that God came through her, her, her relatives, her family, her mother-in-law as well. Ruth, as a young woman, had much loss in her life, but she did not allow that to dictate and direct the way that she would live her life. And she came from an extremely ungodly nation. But I'm telling you something, we got a young lady here that wasn't gonna allow her culture to determine what she was gonna become. Yesterday, at the end of the service, you raised your hand, the majority of you, almost all of you. And I praise God for the tenderness in this place, I really do. I just love being here. People ask me all the time, Brother Shetler, are you still with West Coast or not? Oh yeah, I am. Well then like, what, like when are you there? Well, I'm only there for eight weeks. We believe, and I'm gonna talk about my field today. We believe that the Lord's given me a field of encouragement and equipping, and that's what I wanna do all over the country. But if you took these students out of my life, there would be a huge, huge hole because you guys are just such a part of that. This is such a great place to preach. And everyone raised their hand, yeah, I'm not gonna let my culture dictate. And then you made, you stood, the majority of you, to say you gave a commitment that you would say, you know what? I am going forward. I am settling this at least till November 
22nd, I am all in. I am all in. And I've made a commitment. This is where God's called me. We're not going to struggle with, I don't know if I should have came or not. No, no, no. We're going to, we, we've got that settled. Because I tell you, if, if you do not, your flesh and the devil will keep playing games with you all semester long. And you will never have the confidence that you need. And uh, I just love that verse in verse 18 where uh, when Naomi looked at that, by the way, it isn't, you would think that that verse would say, when she heard that she was steadfastly minded. It says when she saw it. Because of the actions that Ruth had, mom said, you know what, she's coming with me. There's no way I can't do anything about it. And that's the way your flesh needs to just be settled. And your flesh, this is where we are. We're in Sisk. This is our room. This is my roommates. It's settled. God in his providence gave me this room. This is what it is. This is where I eat. This is where I go to school. This is where God has called me at least until November. Yeah, 22nd, not the 20th and not the 19th. I'm sitting down there as the former dean of students going, amen. I, you know, we don't want to go there. Anyways. We, we, we don't know that. But anyways, when she saw that she was steadfastly minded, I just love that. Okay, we're going to look at verse 16. We're going to get going here. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go. Why did she say no? Because of you, everything you told me, Naomi, about your people. Everything you told me about Bethlehem, everything you told me about the promised land, everything you told me about your God. Man, after thee, whether thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people, they're the chosen people, shall be my people. And thy God, you've told me all about Elohim and, and uh, El Shaddai and Jehovah God will be my God. Where thou diest will I die. This is for a life. And, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also if aught but death part thee and me. I'm telling you, this was an incredible commitment. She believed she was called uh, to going with Naomi, going to the chosen people, going to the promised land. Okay, so now we get to chapter two. Naomi comes back. I talked to you yesterday a little bit about the El Shaddai thing. I think that's so cool that she's mocking El Shaddai, the nourisher, the abundant one. And then God, from that point on, the rest of the book, he is El Shaddai to Naomi. When we jump into chapter two and verse number two, before we get to prayer, and Ruth, the Moabitess, said unto Naomi, let me now go to the field. You know what I think my problem is, Doc? We were talking about beforehand. There's just so much things you want to talk about. Guys, we don't have time on this, but I have to tell you, you studied this field out. Notice it didn't say a field, the field. I believe this is the same field that a bunch of shepherds are in 
on the night that the Yeshua HaMashiach is born in the city of Bethlehem. I think this is the field. And if you watch, you can find this field all the way through the Old Testament. I think this is a cool field. But anyways, uh, be that as it may be, I don't know where I'm at now. Oh, verse 2, yeah. And Ruth the Moabite said unto Naomi, let me now go to, everyone together, what's the next two words? Yeah, I'm telling you, that is a cool field. I'm telling you, that field is really cool. And glean ears of corn after him in whose sight? The title of our message, everyone together, next four words. Okay, that was absolutely terrible. Eagles, everyone together. There we go. And she said unto her, go my daughter. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that we would be in that field. That, Father, that we would go knowing that we will have grace. We will be in that field. That field may be the field we come to every morning in our devotions. The field of the Word of God. May we come in believing, God, you're going to give me grace in my devotions today. God, I'm going to get something from your field today. I'm not leaving until I get something from your field, from the Word of God today. Father, that field may be West Coast Baptist College. And Lord, I am here in this field. And I am not leaving this place until I get prepared and trained for the ministry that you have for me in the harvest fields. That field may be their calling. Lord, I believe right now in my life, as I read this, I think of the calling. My field wasn't dean of students and student activities. I don't believe that was the field that you had for me. God, I am so thankful this last year. I have been in the field that you wanted me to be in. Lord, may these young people find that field of ministry, sell everything and buy that field. Lord, I don't know what this field represents to some of these lives. But Father, may they believe in their hearts they shall find grace as they go to the field. Whether it's their morning devotions, whether it's a relationship, whatever it may be, their college experience or their calling their field one day. Father, I pray that they will do their part so that you will give them the grace. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord because Noah did his part. And Lord, I believe absolutely that this young woman had an absolute confidence that she was going to get grace because of where she was, who she was with, and what she had done. God, help us find grace And we pray these things in Jesus' name. And God's people said, amen. Amen. So I have three things today under this. Her confidence. I do not believe that this woman is presumptuous. I do not believe that at all. I do not believe this woman is haughty or proud. Hey, mom, let me go out because I know I'm going to find grace. Well, that word grace has to do with favor. It has to do with acceptance. It has to do with blessing. I prayed in my prayer. Oh, I did not pray for the girls. We're praying right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for the eagles. May they find favor tonight. 
May they find grace on that basketball course. That's their part of their field is gleaning in volleyball. I pray that we as a school will be behind those girls, will cheer them on, and that they will play with all of their heart. If you give them a win, Father, it'll be for your glory. But God, I pray that their, uh, their competition tonight would know that they played against godly girls. God, may they be aggressive. May they work as a team. May they encourage each other. Be with Mrs. Blem that she, with all the other responsibilities on her plate and with her children and with her husband and with all of the girls, is the coach, God, be with Mrs. Blem. Give her grace, because that grace is what she needs more than anything else. Our girls need grace above everything else. And God, may we be there to support them and encourage them as well. Thank you that we can have athletics here. Thank you that we can use a volleyball for the cause of Christ and be with our volleyball team. We pray these things in Jesus' name and Eagles said. Amen. Amen. God bless you girls. I don't know where I'm at, but that's okay. We needed to pray there. All right. We see three reasons why she had confidence. I don't think she was proud. I don't think she was haughty. I absolutely believe that she knew that she was going to find confidence, but how? So Marilee and I were talking about this the other day. I asked Marilee, I said, I know it's off the cuff. I know you have been studying the passage, but I said, Marilee, why do you think Ruth knew that she was going to find grace. And we got talking, so I got three points. So here they are. So you say, does your wife help you with all your messages? Only the good ones, only the good ones. Number one, where she was, where she was. You see, all the time she was in Moab, she had heard from her husband, Malan, about this promised land. By the way, the Moabites were quite familiar with the Israelites and quite familiar with the promised land and the blessings of it. It was where she was. Now, I want everyone to hear this, and I want you to hear this very clearly. We do not believe that West Coast Baptist College is the only Bible college. We're not necessarily saying, in my heart, I, I say it, and I say it verbally. This is the best Bible college. You know what? Yeah, we, we say that. And, and in my heart, I do believe that. But there's a bigger thing like, I'm not saying this is the best college or the only college. I'm not telling you that West Coast is a perfect place. In one week, you've already discovered that. But I'll tell you what, Wednesday night, we saw a videotape. And I'm telling you, I've been to some places before and they were blessed of God and they were special places. By the way, Abraham did not call God Jehovah Jireh. He called the place Jehovah Jireh where the, where the ram was in the thicket. He did not give the title Jehovah Jireh to God. He gave it to that place because that's the place that God provided was Jehovah Jireh. Now you hear this. I have a place where I went to Bible college. And I'll be honest with you, it was a Jehovah Jireh for me. That was a place God showed up in my life. Now listen, let me tell you about this place. This isn't the only Bible college. It, it, maybe it's not even the best Bible, but this is a best place. And Wednesday night, we saw a young preacher with hair. <laughs> I just loved it. Standing on this dirt piece of property saying what was going to be on here one day. I, every time I see that, I just go like that. Is this the craziest thing in the world? Look at this place. 
We are in the middle of the desert. And he's standing there going, there's going to be a flagpole and there's going to be a and there's going to be a building over here. And, you know, if you just saw that back then, you would go like, we need to get another pastor. This guy, he's been out in the sun too long. And maybe he has been, S-O-N, you know, but he's given this vision of this place. Now, let me tell you something. This is a blessed place and you're in a special place. I'm not saying this is the only Bible college that's blessed. No, I'm not saying this is the only place. No, but this is a very special place. Several years ago, it was the first day of school. It might've been August 26th. We lived over here on 46th Street and I'm driving to my first hour class. And as I'm driving, I come down the dirt road and I turn. First day of school. And this is what I saw. Now you can't see it that well, but can I tell you where that rainbow ends? That rainbow ends at West Coast Baptist College. That is right on the college. That was the first day of school. I'm driving to school, you know, and I'm going to school and I come out out on the Lancaster Boulevard and I look and there is a rainbow going on West Coast campus. I'm still looking for the pot of gold. I did not find it, <laughs> but I think I did. And you're it. And I pulled off to the side of the road and I cried and I said, oh God, thank you for allowing me to teach a pot of gold. Thank you for allowing me to teach at West Coast Baptist College. Now I want to tell you something. Why did Ruth believe? Why did Ruth believe? Hey, mom, I'm going out to the field because I shall find grace. I'm going to tell you why she believed she was going to find grace because she was in the right place. She was in the right place. I know Bethlehem's a house of bread. And we're going to find grace here. Now you hear this. You should be thankful that you're sitting in this seat right now because you are in a blessed place. And you ought to thank God for the place that is. It's providential that you are in these seats right now. And you ought to say, dear God, I'm going to find grace because I'm in a blessed place. But number two, who she was with. Man, I'm with the people of God. I've heard all about your chosen people. All these years, yeah, Oprah went back. But I came and I told you, Ruth, that I'm all in this. Or I told you, Naomi, I'm all in this. Not only because of where I was going, but who I was going with. And I think that's a lot bigger than Naomi. And I'm going to tell you something. You know that you're going to find grace. I'm going to tell you why. Because you get taught by a guy like this. You get taught by a guy like this. You get taught by guys like this. You're in a blessed place, man. You know that you're going to find grace here because of the staff, the administration, and the faculty of this place. You know, man, you know what? I'm going to find grace at West Coast because of the staff. And I'm going to tell you something else. Look at the people next to you right now. I'm going to find grace because of you. You tell that person next to you, I'm going to find grace because of you. Because I'm telling you, you just can't get a better student body. You are in a place that you can know, I shall find grace. How do you know you're going to find grace? Because of where I'm at. I know I'm going to find grace because of who I'm with. And by the way, you get involved with that collegian. You put your heart in that. You're going to find grace because of the collegian God puts you in. You're going to find grace because of the soul winning neighborhood. You've got to believe that. 
Ruth says, Mom, I got to get going. Mom, I got to get, get gleaning because I shall find grace. Why do you know that you're going to find grace? Because of who I'm with and because of the place I'm in. Woo, I'm telling you, man. But let me tell you the big thing. Why does this woman have so much confidence that she's going to find grace? Because of what she had been doing and because what she is going to do and because of what she's going to be doing in the future. Everyone, let's look at these verses. Oh, I just love this passage of Scripture. Look at verse 3. And she went. So the mom said, go, go, girl, go. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her, everyone together, what's the next word? And her, hap. Look at the person next to you, say hap. Okay, look at the person on the other side and say happy. No, okay, no. okay, so it's kind of a, I, I don't know exactly how to explain. There's anything but hap just happened, okay? It's kind of the idea of chance or luck. All right, there is no chance and there is no luck. She went to the very field that God had providentially prepared. The field. I'm telling you, this is the coolest field in the world. And the field that God had providentially prepared. Now you hear this. God, in his absolute providence. I know you're here because of your free will. You made a choice. I'm going to choose West Coast. You could have had other choices. You chose this place. But I'm going to tell you this. You are providentially in the seat that you're in right now. You are providentially in the room. You are providentially in the collegiate. You are providentially on this volleyball team. This is not by, it just so happened I made the volleyball team. Yeah, no, God got you on that volleyball team. Let me tell you something. It just so happened that I'm in, I'm in uh, Martin. Well, part of that's because you're a male. Okay, that's why you're in Martin. But you are providentially in your room. Yeah, well, I'm not too sure about God's providence because those roommates, oh no, those are the roommates that God said, I want you to be with him and I want you to be with him. Oh God, what did I do wrong in my life to get him and him? <laughs> no, it's what I'm going to do with you later in the field that you had to have him and him for you to learn what you're going to do in the field. And God's people said, amen, amen. amen. <laughs> that amen will not be that loud by the end of October, but that's okay. <laughs> so what she had been doing, now look at this. Her field uh, uh, reapers and her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging onto Boaz. Yeah, that, yeah, that was just going to happen, huh? Who was of the kindred of Elimelech, happened to be the, uh, the relatives of Naomi, uh, obviously Naomi's uh, former husband. Behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, just happened to arrive at that time, and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto the servant, that was set over the reapers, whose damsel is this? I got I got Boaz is a little bit older of a guy, but he can still see a good looking girl, okay? And he gets into that field that day, he's checking out all the, you know, the, all the, the, you know, the, whoa. Hey guys, who's that? 
Oh, you know who that is? Look at verse uh, six. And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, it is the Moabitish damsel uh, that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And now look down at verse eight. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, hearest thou not, my daughter, go not to glean in another field. Neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Now, I don't want to go too far with this. I know there will be exceptions to this. I am not teaching doctrine for a moment, okay? I'm not teaching doctrine. But I will tell you something Marilee and I have learned in our life. When God called us to ministry, he called us to that field. And God said to us, I'll take care of you in that field. Now you hear this. You may not get everything that your friends will get that graduated from you from high school. And there will be people along the way that went to secular colleges and got degrees and they will make more money than you. But I'm telling you this. If God's called you to ministry, you allow God to provide for you in the field that he has called you in. And you don't have to have all kinds of little businesses and little jobs going on and everything else going on in your life. You let God provide for you in the field that he has called you. When we sold that house on 46th Street, Marilee and I had more money than we have ever had in our life, probably combined. God has provided. I never had side jobs. I have been all in in ministry. I never had little deals going on the side. We never had little other businesses. I'm not going to say that that may never happen in your ministry. And you may have to go somewhere as a church planner and maybe for a short period of time have another job. But I am going to tell you something, gang. Let the God who called you to the field take care of you in the field. I think that's a great testimony to God as well. And we have allowed God, and we have never, we have not had everything we wanted in our life. We've been in ministry. We know a lot of people we went to college with that make a lot more than we do. We know, we know a lot of people that have a lot more things than we have, but I'm going to tell you something. God has never lacked. The Shetlers have never lacked in the field of ministry. And God has been so gracious and so good. Let me encourage you. Stay in the field that God's called you in. Then it says this, verse number nine. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap. And then look at, look at verse 10. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground. Now here comes the question. Now notice what she says in verse two. I shall find grace. But then look at what she says here. Why have I found grace in thine eyes? That is the coolest thing in the world. Okay, so in verse two, she says, Mom, let me go because I will find grace. But now she's in this field and Boaz says, hey, you glean here, I'll take care of you. And then she says, why have I found grace? We got the answer. Look at verse 11. And Boaz answered and said unto her, it has fully been showed me all that thou hast done 
unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thy husband. Look at verse 12. The Lord recompense thy, excuse me, thy work and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel under oh man, whose wings thou art come to trust. I would put down Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 there. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways, Ruth, in all your ways, you have acknowledged him. And he shall direct thy paths. He'll get you in the right field at the right time, in the right place. You'll have the right fields. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Now hear this, students. This is it. This is my two days message. This is the point. I am absolutely convinced that if you do your part, God will do his part. It was said in the video. I sat right there. I heard it in the video. Pastor Chapel said, well, you know the one thing that we've always done? We didn't always have a lot of resources. We didn't have a lot of this. We, but we always have believed here at Lancaster Baptist Church that if we did our part, God would do his part. College student, this is my point. It took two days of chapel to get here. But this is it, so please receive it. If you are doing your part, you should expect God will give you grace. He will do his part. Now, there will be some days where you will say, God, I can't do anything. But you have been doing it. You've been doing it. You have been doing it. And I'm going to tell you, God will step in in a mighty way. And he'll give you a handfuls on purpose. He will get you just stay in the field. You stay faithful. You do your part. And if you do your part, God will, you can know, I shall find grace. And I'm going to tell you why I'm going to find grace. I'm going to fall. The just man falleth seven times. I actually, you know what I was going to preach on today? Is how to fail. I was going to preach today on how to fail. Because every college student needs to learn how to fail because you're going to fail. So you need to know how to fail. So I'm not telling you that you're going to live this perfect little life. The just man falleth seven times. But I am going to tell you this, gang. You be faithful in doing your part. You just get to Jewish on Saturday when you don't want to go. You just get those projects done. And you do your part. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to be able to say what Ruth said. I shall find grace. God will do his part if I do my part. And if I take my step of faith... God will do his part. Now, this isn't some kind of deal thing. This is all God. Yes, I totally get it. But I am going to tell you, Noah found grace, the same word, in the eyes of the Lord because Noah was righteous and Noah was doing his part. We heard Wednesday night, Hezekiah prospered because he was pure, because he prioritized, and because... He was passionate. Yeah, yeah, how can I forget that one? He was passionate. So gang, Hezekiah did his part, and the Lord prospered. Noah did his part, and, and he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And I'm telling you, we got a little girl from Moab that went over her culture, made a commitment, and had a confidence. You know what? I'm with God's people. I'm in God's place, and I'm doing what God wants me to do. I shall 
find grace. Isn't that the coolest thing in the world? Guys, and on those days where you say, like, God, I can't even do my part. No, you have been doing your part. Don't worry. I'll take care of you today. I'll take care of you because you have been doing your part.